Hello, mortals. Zach here. You may have noticed this episode is shorter than usual. As you'll see, this episode requires some critical decisions from the characters and unveils a lot of new information. Because of this, we spent a lot of time out of character discussing relevant characters, items, lore, stakes, and so on that would influence our roleplay which is something I'm sure you've all experienced at your tables. For pacing and immersion purposes, we chose to cut most of this, which resulted in a shorter episode. But we realized if we needed a recap of the story elements, then it may be something you all need as well. So we decided to record a bonus episode where we recap the key elements of the story from episode 1 through episode 17 that you can listen to after this episode. All right, let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. I am your host and GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Adam, and I play Jules, and Nazarketty Bard. <laughs> I'm Joel, and I play Dex, a kobold bro. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm Ryan, I play Ryu, a tiefling mage. There we go. <laughs> I'm Waltz, and I play Terran, a human champion. Okay, no, thanks, Ryan. Every time Adam does something goofy, Joel skips it. Ryan partakes, and Terran just does something completely random. It's like Crawford. I feel uh, at a disadvantage because I'm next, so I don't have any time to prepare. <laughs> right. yeah, that's why panics, I do it. Like, oh man, that's great. Cool. Yeah, well, last time on Mortals and Portals, the Digsby's crew minus uh, Ryu fought yeah, for Ghost. You know, after Waltz got shoved into the lair by Geldir, uh, and then ended up hitching a ride on uh, Forgost himself, riding them out of the cave, then back into the cave. Meanwhile, Dax and Jules ran around throwing arrows and nets, uh, all kinds of random stuff at Forgost, hoping something would stick, because obviously the boulder didn't help you out <laughs> as much as you had hoped. And, uh, Whose fault yeah. is that, Zach? Eventually, it ended with Jules firing Dunadas' trusty pistol with the special fire-infused ammunition at Forgost, which did a devastating amount of damage and caught him on fire and did persistent damage throughout and, uh, yeah, eventually killed him. There's all kinds of cool heroics during that fight. And then we checked in on Ryu kind of, you know, at the beginning and towards the end, and, you know, he was riding into the export city known as Kurapan, which... The Drake Knights used to shuttle Drake eggs to and from Nisserine, and then they put Ryu on a ship and took him out to sea, um, and then guess who showed up on that ship? It was Sindor, and he came below deck, uh, started asking about Ryu's sword to Bolguru. Bolguru didn't know anything about a sword, and uh, yeah, Sindor split Bolguru in half, which is kind of a shame because Ryu was starting to like Bolguru, and Bolguru's a goblinoid, so we were making strides with Ryu here because they're starting to connect <laughs> over their hatred of the Fangdom, and he's kind of starting to see the humanity of the members of the Fangdom because obviously he assumed that everyone in the Fangdom is just uh, merciless and wants to kill and kill Arakai, and obviously Bolguru didn't agree with that and left the Fangdom. So yeah, his new pseudo-friend just got split in half by Sindor, and Ryu could sense the full might of Sindor's power, and Sindor said, tell me everything, and that is where we ended our session. But 
That's not where we're going to start our session because, you know, you know, we got to make you wait for that a little bit. We're instead going to cut back to, you know, Waltz, Dax, and Jules, who have just defeated Forgost. Uh, Waltz was revived in a way, and they're <laughs> planning their next steps. So, yeah, I'll kick it over to you guys. We got to see if Geldir's still up there. I highly doubt he stuck around, coward. Well, we can't just let him get away. Yeah, and if we're lucky, Smith is still up there too, and uh, regardless of where we choose to go, uh, I think he'd be really helpful. I'm with you. Well, is there anything else we need down here before we head up? Well, uh, my shield's not looking too good, uh, and I'll hold my shield up. (laughs) It's just splintered and bashed and looks like it's maybe got, like, a finger flick left in it before it breaks. Yeah. Um, can I, can I just do a perception check, see if I find enough things to maybe, like, form a repair kit? For sure, man. Roll it. Nine. Okay. Yeah, you start looking around, and you're kind of overwhelmed with the amount of items you see in this cluster of metal trinkets that Forgost was sleeping on. Um, so you don't really see anything specific. It's almost kind of like overload, but you feel like if you spend some time sifting through there, you might find some things that would be useful to you. Okay. Yeah, I would like to just kind of start sifting and seeing if I can find something to repair my shield. Well, uh, you, you see if you can find something. I'll patch uh, Jules up a little bit, and then I'll do battle medicine on Jules. Uh, I'll look at Forgost. And- There's just smoldering skeleton on the ground. His skin is just melting into his frame. I'll replay the events that just happened and look to Dax. Dax, I, I honestly can't believe we're alive right now. Dax is patching up his his arm or wherever he got, you know, hit, just patching up his wounds. And yeah, man, I I can't believe Waltz is alive. I mean, leave it to Waltz to survive something like that. You know, I don't think I could have done it. (laughs) You've got that right. And how he remained so optimistic after that is beyond me. I picture he's just like whistling off in the distance, like digging through (laughs) the pile of trinkets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. We're probably both looking at him just just staring at this anomaly of a human i'll turn back to dax dax with without ryu i i just don't see how we could even face dasmar i'm with you i mean they say he's even more formidable than than forgost and we barely made this so i think you're right i think i think without ryu there's there's almost no point in going forward i i healed you for seven by the way oh thank you i think it's time we formed a new plan i'm with you so Waltz, you're sifting through the pile of trinkets and kind of over time you're you're finding things that could maybe help with repairing items. Like you find a little portable anvil, just a little hammer, um, little tools and things like that, maybe even like a leather pouch, stuff like that. And you're kind of putting them off to the side as you go through and you see another steel shield that looks pretty dented up, pretty battered, but definitely in better shape than yours. And also, as you're kind of moving through the pile, you see a tower shield, which you know um, is used kind of by frontline soldiers. Um, It definitely is heavier and will kind of slow you down, but will provide uh, more protection as well. All right. So Waltz will look down at both shields um, and understand that we got to get going pretty quickly. And I can't have any other like unnecessary weight slowing us down. So I'll pick up the steel shield and repair kit as well, and then head over to Dax and Jules. Hey, uh, Waltz, what happened up there? Yeah, uh, I guess like I said, uh, Geldir just pushed me down. We uh, go to push that boulder. I turn around, and there he is. He just kind of sent me down here. He uh, did give me this, though, uh, and I'll pull out the envelope that I got from Geldir. He said, 
if he dies, that he wants me to bring this letter to his daughter. But why would he give me this letter and then push me in and try and kill me? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. What does it say? Uh, Waltz will kind of debate in his mind why he would do that. Maybe it is for his daughter, but be even more perplexed at that thought. So um, after debating, he will open the letter and at least maybe read like the first line or something. Yeah, so you kind of slide the letter out just a little bit just to read the first couple lines. And immediately you can tell it is addressed to his daughter, Elle. And even just the first line is something kind of very personal and heartfelt. Interesting. Uh, Waltz will try not to show anybody else. Quickly put the letter back and say, ah, listen, it's, uh, it's not important. We got to find uh, we got to find Ryu. Listen, Geldir told me that this track here leads to Kurapan, and this track here leads to Scale Keep. Did he say what Kurapan is? It's a uh, it's a town that you know shuttles Drake eggs to and from the island. It's uh, it's an export city. Hmm. I mean, do you think Ryu was taken to Scale Keep, or do you think he was taken there? I don't know why they'd take him there. Jules will walk over towards the tunnel that leads to Kurapan, and I guess just do like an investigation to see. I'm looking for like tracks and stuff. Uh, Gelder did say that the tracks here uh, lead to the city of Kurapan, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he's really telling the truth. I mean, he's been lying to us a lot lately, so I don't know. He said they were going to Kurapan, and that's probably where they took Ryu, but this could be another one of his traps. He's obviously given us little reason to trust him thus far. We're out of our depth here, though. I don't know if we have much of a choice. What do you think, Jules? What are you, what are you finding? What'd you get on your check? 17. You can tell the tracks are less than a day old, but fairly fresh. Well, the tracks appear fairly fresh, but uh, I suppose there's no way to know for sure. Uh, Let me go check out the other one really quick, and then I'll jog over to the other uh, tunnel and see if there are any tracks on that one. Okay, roll a perception check. Ooh, that is a 23. Yeah, so that's a good roll. So you can kind of tell that a wagon came from that tunnel stopped and then you kind of as you're gathering information you can tell that there was some sort of scuffle you can see the familiar trace on the ground of one of Ryu's infamous aura blasts and the lots (laughs) of footprints closing in on him and then the signs of him being drugged towards the wagon and then the tracks leaving towards the tunnel that leads to Kurapan. Guys I come over here look at the look at all these tracks in the mud here there seems to have been some sort of altercation here I mean Look right there. That's that's where Ryu's aura blast would have been, I think, right? What do you think, Jules? That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it appears so. Looks like he was thrown in the wagon, and then they went down to, oh, what they call it, Waltz, was it? Kurapan? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. My money says Ryu's that way. It looks like we've got our heading. Fellas, the, the only problem I can see here is that that wagon left at least a day ago, and... Us on foot, we're never going to catch up, right? Even if we knew where we were going, Smith can't take all of us. That's a fair point. What are you thinking? Listen, I guess if they took Ryu to the export city, there probably wouldn't be much reason to have him there compared to Scaled Keep unless they were going to try and take him somewhere. Uh... Yeah, true. So I think we got to hurry. I don't think we have much time to waste if they're if they're trying to get Ryu out of here. I think the fastest way for us to get to him... As if one of us just went. I'm looking at the ground, and I look up at the hole in the the cave. It has to be me. Why's that? If Ryu's at a port city, if they intend to shuttle him somewhere, it'll be by boat. That's 
Yeah, that's true. And I mean, nobody knows boats better than you, Jules. If they've already got him on a boat, the only way we can catch him is by flight. And I have been missing the sea. Okay, Jules, why don't you take Smith? Try to catch up to Ryu. Waltz, what do you say we go to scale keep? We can get a head start. I'm, I mean, you guys don't know this about me. I've had a kind of a colorful past, but, you know, I've, I've had to steal a thing or two in the past, so that might come in handy when it comes to figuring out where this Arcanor is, and maybe if we can get a hold of that Arcanor, we can, we can put a stop to these spells that are going on, put an end to this. And, uh, remind me again, Dax, what would, uh, what would getting that Arcanor do? Well, I don't know if you remember back when we were talking to Dunadast, and it sounds like the Arcanor is pretty much the key to Sindor's power. It's, as far as I understand it, it's what connects him to the Drakes, it's what makes these habitats what they are. So it seems like without that, we have a much better chance of, of surviving and what's more defeating Sindor. Well, you uh, you haven't scared us wrong yet, Dex. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Jules, you think you can handle uh, Smith? <laughs> I think I'll manage. All right, then, uh, if you see Galdir up there, uh, tell him what the hell. <laughs> I'll tell him something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you will, Jules. Well, boys, good luck. And I'll reach my hand out. I'll grab it and uh, pull you in for a hug. Hey, let's go. Wait, so is it just them two hugging in the back? Get in here, like a long hug. It's like a long hug. Waltz is awkwardly watching Dax and Jules hug. Okay, can I hug too? Yes, of course. Get in. Dude, Waltz is totally someone that would like bear hug them. Oh, absolutely. Just squeeze the air out of us. Waltz will walk over, set his shield down for a second, use both arms to just wrap around both of those guys and say, uh, good luck with there. Waltz, I can't breathe. Uh, just, uh, just be careful out there, Jules. Uh, <coughs> promise that we'll see you here soon. <sighs> yes. <clears throat> yes, I'll, uh, I'll get Ryu and we'll catch up. Yeah, get our friend back. Be safe out there, buddy. I'll give a little head nod and then I'll start running out of the cave. <laughs> just, I'm just picturing you ending a hug and sprinting away down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sprinting. <laughs> Doing a heroic jog. Okay, so Waltz and Dax, you start to head down the tunnel towards Scale Keep. And Jules, you jog out of the cave and start ascending towards the roof of the cave up to where Waltz was and he was pushing the boulders in. And as you start to crest the hill, you do see a flustered smith kind of stomping around in the snow. Immediately, you see there's a piece of cloth hanging out of his beak that's covered in blood and he's frantically stomping, tied to a boulder, looks very upset. Smith, it's okay. Shh. Whoa, whoa, boy. He does a little exhale and kind of starts to calm down, but you can tell he's a little riled up. Can you roll me a command and animal check? With a plus two circumstance bonus because he knows you. Um, Okay, non-nat 20. All right. He bows his head and you can hear the cadence of his breathing slowing down and he does a slow blink and you can tell he's much more calm now that he sees you. It's just me, boy. I'll pet him and kind of look him over to make sure he's not wounded at all. And then I'll take the cloth out of his mouth. So as you pull the cloth out, you can instantly tell that that is a piece of Geldir's coat. And it's covered in blood. So you can quickly deduce that he had a scuffle with Geldir. And you're kind of looking around at the footprints around Smith. And you can tell maybe Geldir tried to mount Smith or attack him in some way. They had some sort of altercation and Smith (laughs) fought him off. I see you've taken a good bite out of our friend. (laughs) 
Well done, boy. He sort of rubs his beak on the side of your head. I'll uh, untie him, take the rope off. I'll cautiously mount him. All right. So with your not nat 20 that you rolled earlier, and he's just happy to see you, he lets you hop right on. All right. Um, I'll lean forward, petting his neck, just kind of speaking closer to his ear. All right. They've gotten a good head start. We've got some catching up to do. Are you ready? He lets out a playful shriek, lifting his front claws up in the air and stomps down to the ground and does Whoa. a loud exhale and looks back at you. I'll take that as a yes. All right. Yeah! And Smith pushes his powerful wings downward, sending a puff of snow up in the air and ascends into the air and flies crossing over the moonlight and starts to curve towards Kurapan. And with that, Whee! we'll cut to <laughs> arms. <laughs> that is going to end the session. Hooray. We'll cut to Ryu. <gasps> Ryu. Ryu, get your dice. Get your dice, uh, Ryu. Uh, Ryan. I threw them get away. I didn't think I'd out. need them anymore. <laughs> so Ryu, just to remind you, the last thing that happened was Sindor descended into the lower deck of the ship, came down there with Bolgru, questioned Bolgru about the location of your sword. Bolgru didn't know where it was, and Sindor split him in half. And remember mm. that Bolgru, during your wagon ride, mentioned that he is loyal to Sindor. Sindor keeps him safe. He's proud to fight for Sindor. Sindor is also fighting to help the refugees on the island of Mandaru, people trying to escape the Fangdom that are trying to protect the nodes that allow him to get off world. So he is supporting a good cause, but he just killed one of his loyal soldiers. So there's just probably a lot of odd emotions within you. Um, there's clearly a lot. Maybe you don't understand like depth to the situation, um, but he once again displayed his ruthlessness. So any um, amount of compassion or understanding that you're starting to formulate towards him may have just been interrupted. Um, who knows? And he approached your cell and commanded that you tell him everything. I'll likely have been sitting at this point, maybe doing some meditation during the long time at sea. I'll obviously have heard Bulger just get murdered, but also I could no longer sense his aura, I'm assuming as well, and know that he's dead. Sindor is a very intimidating guy, and I've sensed his powerful aura before. Then it also kind of clicks into my head that he's kept me alive this whole time. And there's obviously some sort of reason for that. So Ryu sort of ends up with this confidence that kind of comes over himself. And it's always been a thing for him to just put on a tough face anyway. So I'll stand up and I'll walk over to... I'm in a, I'm in a cell with bars, I assume. Yep. I walk over to the bars and I look into Sindor's aura. This is how you treat all your subordinates. Only the ones that fail me. Fail you, huh? And exactly what objective did he fail? He did not bring your sword. <laughs> My sword. What use do you have for it? It's not for me, Ryu. It's for you. You needed to channel ley lines, correct? Perhaps. How do you know this? As I alluded to in our first encounter, my allegiances are far greater than the island of Nisserine. A great deal of information has been divulged to me. Okay. Then what interest do you have in the Arakai? It's not so much the Arakai I'm interested in. It's you, Ryu. You are the Unbound. I don't understand. There's a lot you wouldn't understand, Ryu. The curse makes it so. Again, this curse? I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. You can tell he's pondering for a moment. 
maybe thinking what's worth telling you, what isn't necessary, and he exhales. Hmm. Have you not wondered why the Erekai have been at war with the Fengdom for so long, yet yielded no results? Well, it's just a matter of time. Hmm. And that time may now be coming thanks to you. Speak plainly. <laughs> I can respect that. He starts pacing in front of your cell. You can hear his heavy footsteps. He goes, You and I have something in common, Ryu. Well, your people. Neither of us are from Keldora. We were cast out here during the displacement. Do you know of the displacement, Ryu? The displacement? <laughs> I thought not. Thousands of years ago, there was an event. Many know of it. Of course, the Erekai, their recluse, know little of the happenings of Keldora. Many species, uh, entities, uh, from other worlds, uh, realities, timelines, it's hard to say, were suddenly brought to Keldora. How this happened, no one truly knows, though there are many hypotheses. Uh, you and I, we are from the planet Kaijin, not of this system. Yes, I know the Erekai. I know you as Kaisetsu, though this system merely labels you elves. You're far more complicated than that. He pauses for a moment, kind of thinking of what he wants to say next. Surely by now, being in Pagos, you've realized that you change with the seasons, have you not? I have heard mention of changes, but I have noticed nothing. Regardless, the Erekai would have never realized this change, having been stranded on Desolus for so long. Again, a part of the curse, something that you have already resisted. The first indicator that you are the Unbound. You're implying the Erekai aren't from Desolus? Yes. But rather from this other planet that you called, what was it? Kaijin. Kaijin. And that is where you are from as well? Yes. I still don't understand this term, the Unbound, that you keep calling me. I wouldn't expect you to. You see, when the Kaisetsu, sorry, Erekai, arrived on Desolus, they quickly found themselves at odds with the many clans of Desolus. This was before the Empire, of course, the Fangdom. It was clear that the Erekai would soon rule all of Desolus. Their power skill was unmatched. Ferumgor? Surely you've heard the name? It is in Tales of the Erekai history that Ferumgor was the first Emperor of the Fangdom. Yes, finally, something you know. He pauses for a moment. Ferumgor saw that the Erekai would soon rule Desolus and sought out the help of a rather powerful entity, the Crone of Keldora. Pray you never meet her yourself. He sold his soul to her in a way, in exchange for power, and she instilled a curse upon the Erekai, one that ensured the Fangdom would thrive while the Erekai were oppressed by its power, one that ensured you would never achieve victory, but every curse has a way of breaking. And he continues to pace in front of you, thinking. It appears the condition of this curse speaks of an Erekai, referenced as the Unbound, that has a dormant power, and the ability to channel the power of a ley line. That's nonsense. All powerful Erekai warriors can channel a ley line. <laughs> you would think that, wouldn't you? They use a Kenoshi, do they not? Yes, all Erekai warriors. 
utilize a kenoshi, a sword that channels the power of the ley line and utilizes energy from the warrior's aura. Precisely, Ryu. It's the kenoshi that channels the power of the ley line and then distributes it to the warrior. It's not the Arakai that channels the ley line, except you. Tell me what happened in your awakening ceremony. Sindor, I don't understand why you're being so forthcoming with information, but if you think I'll provide you any, you're wrong. Are we not on the same side, Ryu? Do you not want to see the Fangdom fall? And you do as well. Surely you've heard of the fight on Mandaru, aided by the power of my drakes. We supply the refugees with the ability to resist destruction, enabling them to flee the power of the Fangdom, thus weakening it. Is that not a cause you would support? Anything contrary to the Fangdom is something I can support. But Sindor, I find you immoral and untrustworthy. Immoral? Well, I think the ends justify the means. If what you say is true, and the Arakai are cursed, to not be able to defeat the Fangdom, what makes you think I will be of any use? There is but one chance to defeat the Fangdom by the Crone's curse. Well, I suppose two, but one isn't truly an option. None of us here possess the means to kill the crone that only leaves toppling the Fangdom, and only the Unbound can do so. Tell me, do the Fangdom know that you are no longer on Desolus? When I left Desolus, I was fending off goblinoids. I suppose I can't say for sure whether they knew I was Erekai. They know Ryu. They know what an Erekai looks like, which would perhaps make you the most wanted man in all of Keldora. You will need my protection. The Keningo will be hunting you wherever you go. Interesting. It is indeed. Good stuff, Zach. Proud of you. The Fang knows the precise words used to construct the curse. They know the conditions under which they can be overthrown. They know there will one day be an Arakai that will leave Desolus and return to defeat them. You are surely the only Arakai to have left Desolus. Once they hear one has done so, they will stop at nothing to kill you. In fact, some of your ancient ancestors learned of the words used to construct the curse as well. Why do you think the awakening ceremony came to be? So, Cinder, your plan is to use me, what you call the Unbound, to fight against the Fangdom and and the curse over the Arakai? Yes, though my goal is not simply to end the curse, but end the Fangdom's rule. And what do you stand to gain from toppling the Fangdom? <laughs> Ryu, you haven't proven yourself trustworthy enough for me to divulge my interests, though trust me when I say it is for the betterment of Keldora. I'm trying to like think at what point that like Ryu has against Sindor right now. Maybe nothing, bro. Yeah, like why wouldn't you join, right? Yeah, like I mean, we came here and Drake Knights killed Digsby. Yeah, but our like our like stuff with the Drake Knights like was more just by like happenstance almost that we ended up in a feud with them, you know? Yeah, man, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe you guys just got it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate this. <laughs> I do not envy you at all, Ryu. <laughs> um, I'm just going to ponder everything that Sindor has told me right now. Ryu, think all of the lives lost in your fight against the Fangdom. 
you could put an end to it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, Ryu's had a very tough history with the fandom. His dad was killed by the fandom. Eric, I've been fighting fandom since forever, as long as he's ever known. Like, Sindor's making good points at this point. I feel like I don't have anything hugely against him. All our, like, issues and things that have happened with the Drake have just been because of, you know, we were protecting Digsby at a time, and then since then we've kind of been against the Drake. But Ryu's goals lie beyond what's going on in Nisreen right now. Like, ultimately, he still wants to get back to the Arakai and avenge his father, get back at the Fangdom, do what he was born to do, be an Arakai warrior. <sighs> but I just think I Ryu doesn't have an answer right now. I, <laughs> I myself am still contemplating <laughs> everything that's being said right now. Ryu, you failed your awakening. You were not prepared to channel the power of a ley line directly. This is something I have done myself when filling the Arcanor with the ley line's power. I can teach you how to do it. Of course we will need your sword. It is a conduit of the power, something that can diminish the effects on your body. But we need to find another ley line. Are you ready to try again? I'll look down contemplating once again raise my head first things first i'll need my sword oh <laughs> sindor <laughs> nods very well uh, uh, and he drops to a knee you hear his knee thud on the ground he's panting uh, uh. ryu you sense his aura like plummet in terms of power being cut roughly by a fourth, just the overall magical energy that resonates from him. <sighs> and you hear him raise back to his feet, kind of the sound of splintering wood as his knees crack, and he stands upright. <sighs> They've killed Forgost. I may not understand much, Sindor, but one thing I do know you certainly do underestimate those you believe to be weaker than you. <laughs> I definitely underestimated them, but I assure you, they are far weaker than me. I will retrieve your sword, I will kill what remains of Digsby's crew, and I will return. We will find a ley line, put an end to the Fangdom once and for all. And he starts to turn, and you hear him call out, Drake Knight! Yes, sir! And you hear a door open and some feet come down the stairs. Watch over our guests. And you hear his heavy feet ascend the stairwell and the door close behind him. And you hear the sound of a Drake Knight moving a chair and sitting down and watching over you. With everything that Sindor just told me and all the good points that he was making after hearing him say that he is going to go finish off Digsby's crew, I do feel a pit in my stomach after hearing that. And I smirk to myself slightly, thinking about my pride and my comrades having defeated Forgos and I lose the smirk immediately. And that is where we'll end our session. With Ryu teaming up with the guy who's going to kill Dixie's crew. I don't want to have to kill you. This is not how I wanted to (laughs) come back. Hey, Ryan, you, know you got to play so much. Hey guys, yeah. can I just say can something? We real talk quick? about everything right hey now. Hey guys, can I just can say something? Hold on, hold on. Can I just say something? Zach wanted to say something. Yeah, what is it, Zach? Yeah, what is it, Zach? Yeah, I can't wait to hear. Shut 
Oh, okay. everybody, shut up. You got we're going to talk three. about that in the downtime. And the downtime is for patrons, where we react to the most recent episode. And this is where we're going to like dive into what Ryan was thinking when he's like trying to align with Sindor, the guy he knows to be evil, but has like the same motives as him and is maybe going to kill his friends and all that stuff. That's where we're going to just like really get into it. So if you want to hear that, you should become a patron. And then also, if it's you're a patron, a good one. you can hang out with us in the Discord, and we can talk to you all the time and just send each other memes. It's, it's a good time, so I suggest you do that. And hey, can I ask you guys a favor as listeners? If you have been listening to our podcast and you're on episode 17, 17, 17 <laughs> and you haven't given us a rating yet, could you please do so? Even if you like hate us and you're like, I've been listening for 17 episodes and I hate you. Give us a rating, <laughs> please. But like, but actually, don't do that. You should give um, us a five star rating. If someone will do that just to be funny, like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna give you one star. No, please don't do that because that actually hurt our feelings and hurt us in the algorithm. So, if you want to help us out in our fight against the algorithm, which is like a level twenty monster, uh, you should give us a five star review, and uh, we would really appreciate that. We see all of them. We literally text each other in excitement when we get more reviews. And, like, if you write a review, we get even more excited. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, please write us a review. If you're on Podcast Addict, which we know there's a lot of listeners on Podcast Addict, I haven't seen a single review yet. So if you're listening on Podcast Addict, please give us a review because that would really help us out. So thank you for doing that and uh, making our day. And I want to thank the listeners for listening to us because without you, we're not a podcast. We're just a bunch of weirdos with a mic uh, recording ourselves and editing episodes. Uh, and, yeah, so thank you for making us not crazy. And being a part of this community, we really appreciate it. We love you. And uh, I want to thank, let's pick a random order. Let's go with Adam. Adam, I want to thank you for all of your awesome, (laughs) incredible artwork, man. Like all of the episode graphics that we're like spamming Reddit with, uh, Adam does those. Uh, All of the character portraits that you see on our Instagram and where it's posted on our Reddit and all that stuff, Adam does those. All of the cover photos that you see on YouTube, Patreon, uh, is there a cover photo on Instagram? I don't think so. YouTube, uh, Adam does those. All of the renders for the audio backgrounds on YouTube with that like flares and shows all the pictures and all stuff. Adam does those. All of the all of the session sketches that happen every week that you guys get to vote on and tell us Adam what part of the sketch you want to sketch. Yeah, that's right. No, Aaron. that's Adam actually does Fiber. Oh, no, that was Fiber. <laughs> that one's an AI. It's a, yeah, they are. Yeah. That's the only one that we use AI for, yeah. All the profile pictures all of the uh, merchandise that's coming soon if it's not out already I don't know Adam does those so yeah Adam's just like crunching it man he's just going hard so thank you Adam stuff. for doing that thank you because I can't I even you, imagine uh, how bad guys. our like social media presence and just like overall professionalism would be if we didn't have Adam in our group so thank you Adam Aww. for doing that that's awesome going to bed with a big smile yeah tonight. super great and uh, no, we got one more episode to record with, Adam don't go to bed yet Ryan Hold oh. on, Joel. Joel, I'm going to thank Ryan now, who does Ooh. all of our original music. That's right. I said original. We don't drop in any license-free music. It's all Ryan. <laughs> Ryan today. does it all, man. So he like listens to the episode. And he's like, you know what? This would be a good scene. I want to like enhance the emotion in it. I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to just write something beautiful. Trumpets. Some Bam. kind of one-off custom thing. Like, Geldir pushing Waltz into the pit. He like... You know what? I'm going to do a sweet build-up and a cool pause and just make this moment hit hard. That's all, Ryan. So whenever, like, you get those goosebumps or some moment just, like, is incredible, that's probably Ryan enhancing with the music. 
Thank you, Ryan, for coming home from work and sitting down and busting out custom tunes. And yep. I want to thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, like he waited to the end. <laughs> and I want to <laughs> thank Joel, who thing. does all of our editing for vocals. And I'm, I'm not kidding. This dude has more going on in his life than I'm editing kidding. vocals for a podcast, yet he still carves out time to edit vocals for a podcast. And when you listen Crazy. to it, you probably don't even notice. You're like, wow, this episode sounds really good. But it doesn't even like register in your mind. That's because a person cut out all of our throat clearing sounds, all of our sniffles, coughs, all of our sidebar conversations, all of our mouse clicks, all of our taking drinks and setting things down on the table. <laughs> Except for the that fart is, that got left in the last episode, which I hope is still in there. <laughs> yeah, well, he Taren, texted us Taren about it. Taren said he literally tries to fart as hard as possible so the mic picks it up. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so and I heard it after his point out. Uh, it, I died laughing. Someone's going to go back to the last episode like, I missed the fart. I want to hear the fart. You know? so, yeah, Someone's going to have the most listens out of any Maybe episode. Maybe we should put a hidden fart there in every episode. Yeah, hidden fart. Every episode has one fart if you can find them all yeah so that's joel that's joel staying up late that's just joel grinding it out thank you joel and i want to thank terry who does all of our sound effects for the episode which i'm sure you've noticed have been getting like more and more expansive because Taryn keeps doing a great job and then he keeps like raising the bar and raising our expectations so like I'll describe a sound I'm like yo Taryn I don't I didn't I didn't hear a sound in there like put a sound in there so Taryn's just like putting sounds in constantly and enhancing your experience just making this theater of the mind go to the next level uh so he's doing it all for you guys he wants you guys to feel like you're in this in these scenarios that I'm describing that's Taryn he's like I'm gonna bring you into this I want to bring you into Digsby's crew so great job Taryn Thank you for listening to, like, Thank whenever you, it's like, hey, someone's bones crunched, Taryn has to listen to, like, 100 gross sounds of, like, <laughs> bones crunching and, like, blood splurting until he finds one that isn't disgusting that you guys can listen to that doesn't gross you out. So until Taren's he decides suffering. to just make the bone-crushing sound himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, until Taryn just goes out and crushes his own bone. He's literally breaking his own bones for this podcast. If that doesn't make you want to become a patron be and support Taryn's medical bills, then I don't know what would make you want to become a patron. So, yeah, thank you, Taryn, for doing that. And again, like, we're all these people, they're coming home from the end of the day after, like, working and, like, taking care of kids and, like, all kinds of family stuff. And they're like, let's just bust out a good podcast for you guys. So, like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So please something? give us a good review. We, we would love that. That would really I, help us out. I Tell your friends. Tell your friends thing? about us, too. What's up, can Taren? I say one thing, Zach? Yeah. Zank, thanks, uh, thanks, Zach, for freaking creating oh, this yeah, giant Zach. story, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Zach. But, dude, this is, a, this is a fun. We'll talk about it more. But, like, the the story when you when you kind of unravel it is, is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So thank you for putting so much effort into this, dude. Thanks, yeah, bro. You would Chat not G- be here Chat if it weren't great, for you. Yeah, thanks. And I'd just like to say thank you, Zach. Thanks, Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, here we go. go. On. <laughs> Gosh, and this is why the episode will be 10, 10 minutes longer. Go this, ahead, Ryan. And if I could just if oh, I could Adam. just interrupt, yeah, go Ryan, ahead, I'd go just ahead, like Adam. to say thanks, Zach. You're welcome. Oh, that's actually what I was going to say too. So oh, you already did okay, say it actually. Um, really? Yeah, it One, sounded like people two, wanted me to say three. it again. Thank, thank you, Zach. Zach. Thanks, Zach. I just want to say thank you, Zach. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Cool. And thanks again, listener. We are so appreciative. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being part of this community. Uh, also, post on a Reddit. Just just post on a Reddit, please. I don't care what just it is. Say just say hi. It. Just the word hi. Every time hi. I see a Reddit post, I'm like, sick. Hey. I want to check this out. So do it. I'll say hi if back. You'll know it's me. Listening. Also, if you're listening on YouTube, comment. 
Nobody's listening anymore. No one's listening anymore. What are you doing? I don't care what it is. Comment. Go live your life. Makes me happy every time. Half of this episode has been the outro. Uh, this is where the secret fart is going. So the outro is going to run out. Like it, there won't <laughs> be any more outro. <laughs> Catch a butterfly. Talking. Yeah, we're out of outro. Okay. For a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and also there's a blooper at the end. Stay tuned. Cool. We'll see you next time, mortals. <laughs> <laughs> there it was. That's the fart. And with that, Whee! we'll cut to <laughs> arms. <laughs> that is going to end the session. <laughs> Hooray! We'll cut to Ryu. I'm going to go pee real quick, so we're not actually Ryu. getting Ryu. Ryu, get your dice. Get your dice, uh, uh, Ryan. I threw them get away. I didn't think I'd out. need them anymore. <laughs> what has Ryu been up to, huh? What's I love how doing? it's your turn finally, and Zach just got up and left. <laughs> <laughs> I want my own spinoff series for what happened while I was on the cart. Right. Create your own uh, theme music. <laughs> yeah. Zach's going to come back guy? and be like, all right, we'll cut back to Walt Sandax. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ryu. <laughs>